Welcome to the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. If it's worth doing for God, it's a privilege to do. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context, where we're equipping believers to bring God's truth and life to every context of life. Hey, I want to do a little uh, series with you on three P's of leadership. I want to talk to you about the privilege of leadership, the pain of leadership, and the prize of leadership. So we're going to talk about the privilege of leadership. And when I say leadership, uh, I mean ministry. I mean serving. So if you're listening to me today, there's a good chance that God has put something in your heart about leading, being willing to you know, be a step in front of somebody. That's all leading eventually is. It's just being a step in front of somebody that needs to show you the way. But I want to talk about seeing that as a privilege because in our lives, this has been really critical and helpful. I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians uh, 8.4 where it says that the Macedonians were begging them with much urging for the participation of, for the privilege of participation or the favor of participation in the support of the saints. Now, what an attitude to have. God, give us that privilege. And I think it's possible to have and maintain. And I believe that's been a real anchor in our life. I want to just share with you my first ministry experience, my first serving experience and the only thing I was leading was me, really, but nonetheless, it was a position of leadership that later translated into something. After I was saved, it was probably about seven or eight months, I guess, after I was saved. I was going to church on a regular basis, you know, uh, and uh, the pastor had taken an interest in me and encouraged me. And one Sunday, he pulled me aside after church and said, Keith, I want to know if you would pray about something. And I thought, well, sure. I mean, the fact that the pastor of the church would ask me to pray about anything seemed pretty amazing to me, to be honest. He said, well, I want you to pray about taking the church van. And we have a group of widows in our church that it's getting difficult to get them rounded up for church. And they all kind of live close together in one community. And uh, if you would just take the van and pick them up for the church services. And I just looked at him and said, well, I, I don't have to pray about that. I, I, I'd be glad to do that. I was stammering. I, I had to do it. And, and uh, I drove home thinking about it. And when I got home, I just started bawling like a baby. I had all these crazy emotions. I mean, seven or eight months before that, I was on my way to hell. I, I was an accident looking for a place to happen. Now here I am in a church and the pastor is going to give me the keys to their van. He probably didn't know my history too much at that point. But nonetheless, he was going to give me the keys to the van and trust me with this precious cargo. And I was just so overwhelmed. I was just such an awe that God would see me in that way, let alone, you know, somebody else would see me in that way. Uh, I knew God loved me and and I understood that, but to see that personified, and uh, that that has never left me. I've got to be honest with you. I, I've had moments of challenge, but I can tell you that that 
passion or that response, just remembering what God brought me out of. And whether you're an upper nouter or a down nouter, listen, you should have the same response that the God of heaven, the God that spoke the galaxies into existence, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the sender of the Holy Spirit, would trust you to do anything in his name. And we need to treat it like it's a privilege all the time. And, you know, as Penny and I began to form a relationship and we were talking about getting married and we knew God had his hand on us to to serve in some capacity, you know, some of the things we talked about was that very thing because we had heard people complain about ministry, complain about serving. And, And you know what my perception was? that most of them weren't even sincere in their complaining. They were just kind of mumbling and venting a little bit. But push come to shove, you know, that really wasn't their heart. I think it became kind of like socially acceptable in some circles in ministry to kind of complain or whine a little bit and maybe like wear that as a badge of honor. But, you know, we just decided we weren't going to do that. And anything we did for God, we would remind ourselves that this is really a privilege You know, I just want to say to you, when you're serving God, you're not doing God any favors. And when you're serving in the church, you're not doing your pastor any favors. If anything, they're doing you a favor. They're allowing you to participate. And that ought to be our attitude. And we ought to hold on to that because by allowing you to participate, you get a hand in what God is doing. What a privilege to just see that and understand it and comprehend it and to hang on to it. You know, I know there are people involved in any kind of serving and I know people won't always appreciate it and people will take you for granted. So so you already know that. That's like It's not like you didn't know that going in. Come on, you're smarter than that. So just get over it and say, you know what? I'm going to serve to the audience of one. I'm going to play to the audience of one at the end of the day. If I please the audience of one, that being the Lord, then it would then it was a good day. That doesn't mean you won't be challenged on that emotionally or mentally or spiritually, but there's an anchor that you're not going to get pushed out of serving. You might you might take a hit, you might get rattled on your feet. Uh, you know, you might have to come up for some air, but you're there's going to be an anchor. There's going to be a firewall. And you are not going to be pushed out of that position where, you know, somehow you begin to believe that you're doing God a favor or that serving God is an inconvenience. I guess technically it's an inconvenience. Matter of fact, I always say that discipleship is predicated on inconvenience. But inconvenience to what? Inconvenience to what? Uh, maybe we need just to set the, the, the eternal GPS, as it were, and remind ourselves about these very things that serving God is a privilege. And you know what happened? So I said to the pastor, sure, I'll drive the van. And and he he said, no, nonetheless, I want you to think about it. So I did. Of course, I came back. He goes, okay, I need you here Sunday morning early. Now, at that time, I was just going to church. That's pretty much all I knew to do. But they had Sunday school early in the morning. And those old, older Pentecostal ladies, they went to Sunday school. So I had to show up early, okay? And and I had a little bit of sense about me. I had to make sure the van was clean and everything. And and they just lived in a little community. It wasn't a far drive. And 
And and I would pick those ladies up and, you know, they, they found out who I was and they knew my name. And every week they told me they was praying for me. And then he said, of course, he said, you know, we have church on Sunday night. And I was going to church on Sunday night, you know. Uh, at that time, we did Sunday night service at seven or six at seven o'clock. We did, but that meant I had to show up at about six o'clock to get everybody. So my afternoons were cut short, and then they went to church Wednesday night. So, you know, I was going to youth group on Wednesday night. So that meant I had to go earlier, and that meant I had to stay later because they wanted to fellowship. And if there was anything around the altar, they were either being prayed for or praying for somebody. So you know, there was an investment, a little bit, a few extra hours of my life. And, uh, you know, those ladies probably became my first prayer supporters. I think they understood and they encouraged me. Like they knew I was praying about going to Bible school and I was terrified. I was scared. Like, what does that look like? You know, they encouraged me to, oh, just go do it. You, you know, they encouraged me to do it. You know, what's amazing? Five years later, five years later, I came back to the church And uh, after going out and planting a church, I came back to the church as the associate pastor. And uh, uh, most of those ladies were still alive. And several of them were not able to leave their homes at this point. Time had caught up with them. And I would go to their homes and I would serve them communion. And I remember going to one of our elders, Larry. We had a little communion set the the, the church had bought just for taking it to shut-ins and stuff. And it hadn't been used in a while because our pastor was just kind of overwhelmed. The church was growing, a lot of things going on. And, and he said, I, I really want to get you out there to serve communion to these women. And I remember Larry and I going together. Uh, I said, come on, Larry, you know, would you go with me? And he was a great guy. And we went and served communion. We had such a great experience, just one-on-one. We just went that day, I think we did three or four ladies. We just went house to house, just serving communion. Now, it's hard to imagine that that long-haired, rough guy that they gave the van keys to to take care of these precious ladies five years later would be the associate pastor, and I'd be serving them communion. But, you know, they acted like they knew it all the time. Uh, I'm just saying when you make it a privilege, when you look at some of your other challenges in life and you say, I'm not going to treat this as an inconvenience, even though it is a challenge, inconvenience of my time, my calendar, whatever it may be, but I'm going to really play to the audience of one. That becomes a foundation. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you how it's worked for me on the other end, that as I begin to move up through leadership, you know, I had this boldness or clarity, maybe it is, just to ask people to serve. My kids used to joke and say, oh, dad, you'll ask anybody to do anything. But here's what it was. I thought, you know, if it's worth doing for God, then it's a privilege to do. So I would approach people, honestly, in my mind, never thinking, oh, you know, I'm sorry to ask you. And any of you listening to me, if I've ever asked you to do anything, I never started with an apology. I can guarantee you that. I've said, listen, there's something that's gotten done, that needs to be done. Would you be willing to do it? Say yes, say no, let's go on our way. Now, you know, I'm appreciative of it. I'm thankful to it. I, I understand when people say yes. But I'm going to be honest with you. You're not doing me a favor. You're doing God a you're and you're not doing God a favor. God is doing you a favor by letting him do 
letting you do, excuse me, letting you do anything in his name. And I think as a leader, I don't think you should be arrogant or cocky with people, but at the same time, if that's down in your spirit, I believe you can ask people and they'll respond to that eternal ask rather than just trying to plug a hole in the dike and meet a need. Really some things to think about. I want you to think about the privilege of serving God. What a privilege it is. And pass that on to the people around you. Hey, this is Keith Tusi for Leadership in Context. What a privilege to be with you today. Leadership is ministry. It's serving. The God of heaven, the God that spoke the galaxies into existence, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the sender of the Holy Spirit, trusts you to do great things in his name. We need to treat that like it is a privilege all of the time. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to equip believers to lead in every area and venue of life. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. To contact Keith or ask him a question, email podcast at nrpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at nrpastors. See you next week.